Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. How much has porn shaped your views on sex? Are you even comfortable talking about sex with your partner? And how big of a gap is there between real world sex and that stuff people are paying billions to watch online? Make Love Not Porn founder and CEO Cindy Gallup is here to talk about why sex no longer needs to be shameful and how a sex video saved one couple's marriage. Warning, it goes without saying, This interview is very explicit and not safe for work. Welcome to The New Man. Today, we're talking with Cindy Gallup. She's the founder and CEO of MakeLoveNotPorn.com. Cindy, thanks so much for being here. Delighted to be here. So right off the bat, that that title right there, Make Love Not Porn, is is hooky. You did a riveting TED Talk years ago. You went on to start MakeLove.Porn.com. Um, I want to bring it back to the guy who's, uh, you know, on the treadmill right now or stuck in traffic or riding on a plane because that guy, many of these guys are not having as much sex as they want. So they turn to porn, right? Or, or they're not, they're not able to connect sexually with their partner in the way that turns them on. And and they're mystified by this, like, oh, or, or they're just resigned to it. Like, well, that's just it. I'm not going to have an exciting sex life. And on the other hand, it's not, it's not a secret that you know, the statistics are staggering that most men are watching pornography on a regular basis and, and even As younger. are most women, can I just interject there? Yeah, okay. And <laughs> this young... is gender equal in every way. Yeah, beautiful. And, and young men, young men and I guess and young women I have don't... been raised on it. Um, so I guess I, when we look at, at porn as an artificial or distorted or fantasy version of sex, it's a it's a version of sex that doesn't really integrate what turns women on or what has a woman want more sex. So I want to, I want to just start there. So is porn shaping our thoughts and our stories and therefore many, for many men, is it, is it shaping our way of having sex? Do you think that this could be affecting why guys are frustrated with their sex lives? Actually, Tripp, um, and I cannot say this too emphatically, the issue isn't porn. The issue is the total absence in our society of an open, healthy, honest conversation around sex in the real world. Mm. 
And that is the issue that Make Love Not Porn is addressing. So um, I should explain um, for your audience that I totally empathize with where they're at because Make Love Not Porn is an accident. It comes out of direct personal experience. I never consciously and intentionally set out to do anything that I and my team find ourselves doing now. Um, Where it comes from is that I date younger men who tend to be men in their 20s. And it was through dating younger men about, gosh, seven or eight years ago now. And so bear in mind, this is before the media ever picked up on any of this. Mm -hmm. I began realizing that I was encountering an issue that would quite honestly never have crossed my mind if I had not encountered it so very intimately and personally. I realized I was encountering what happens when today's total freedom of access to hardcore porn online meets our society's equally total reluctance to talk openly and honestly about sex and results in porn, therefore, becoming by default the sex education today in not a good way. Right. And so I found myself encountering a number of sexual behavioral memes. I went, whoa, I know where this behavior is coming from. I thought, gosh, if I'm experiencing this, other people must be as well. And being a very action-oriented person, I went, I want to do something about this. So nearly seven years ago now, I put up this tiny, clunky little website on no money at makelovenotporn.com that posts the myths of hardcore porn and balances them with reality. So the construct is porn world versus real world. I had the opportunity to launch it at TED. Um, I took a deliberate decision to be very explicit in my TED talk uh, because I knew that audience wouldn't get this issue unless I was very straightforward. Um, As a result, um, I am the only TED speaker to have uttered the words, come on my face on the TED stage, (laughs) six times in succession. (laughs) Talk went viral as a result, and it drove an extraordinary response. And the most extraordinary thing, Trip, was not just... Instantly, you know, huge amounts of traffic to the site from every country in the world went global without my doing anything about it. But the most extraordinary thing is that every single day for the past nearly seven years, and this is ongoing, I've received thousands of emails to my Make Love Not Porn inbox, and they come from everybody. Mm. They come from young and old, male and female, straight and gay, from every country in the world. And even before the actual site that I'd put up, what amazes people is simply the fact I stood on the stage in public, I talked about and I'm doing something about what everybody knows and no one ever speaks about. Mm. And as a result, people feel able to tell me anything. They pour their hearts out to me on email. Um, they tell me things about their sex lives and their porn watching habits they've never told anyone else before. They write for advice, you know, 15-year-old boys write, 15-year-old women write. And it was the sheer cumulative impact of all of those emails arriving day after day after day that eventually made me feel that I now had a personal responsibility. Mm. I had to take this initiative forwards in a way that would make it much more far-reaching, helpful, and effective. So what I decided to do, um, Trip, was to really address um, precisely the point um, that you're talking about that is so relevant to your audience, which is that, um, as I said, the issue isn't porn. The issue is that we don't talk about sex. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, our tagline at Make Love Not Porn is pro-sex, pro-porn, pro-knowing the difference. And our mission is purely and simply to help make it easier for people to talk about sex. Talk about sex openly and honestly in the public domain, and very importantly, talk about sex openly and honestly privately in your intimate relationships. And the reason that's so critical 
is because we all get vulnerable when we get naked. Mm. Sexual egos are very fragile. People therefore find it bizarrely difficult to talk about sex with the people they're actually having it with while they're actually having it. Right. Because you are terrified that if you say anything at all about what is going on, if you comment on the action anyway at all, you will potentially hurt the other person's feelings, you'll put them off you, mm -hmm. you'll derail the encounter, you'll potentially derail the entire relationship, but at the same time, you want to please your partner, you want to make them happy. Everybody wants to be good in bed. Nobody knows exactly what that means. Mm -hmm. And so you'll seize your cues on how to do that from anywhere you can. And if the only cues you've ever seen them be given are from porn, because your parents never taught you about sex, your school never taught you, your friends don't talk about it honestly and openly, those are the cues you'll take to not very good effect. And so, you know, what I decided to do, therefore, was very simply to take every dynamic that exists out there in social media currently and apply them to the one area no other social network or platform is ever going to go in order to make real world sex and the discussion around it socially acceptable and therefore just as socially shareable as anything else we currently share on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. So two and a half years ago, my team and I launched MakeLoveNotPorn.tv, which is an entirely user-generated, crowdsourced video sharing platform that celebrates real-world sex. Anybody from anywhere in the world can submit videos of themselves having real-world sex. And we're very clear what we mean by this. We're not porn. We're not amateur. We're building a whole new category on the internet that doesn't currently exist, social sex. This is not about performing for the camera. It's simply about doing, you know, what you would do on any other social platform, which is capturing what goes on in the real world in all its funny, messy, glorious, silly, wonderful humanness. Our competition isn't porn. It's Facebook and YouTube, mm -hmm. or it would be if Facebook and YouTube allowed sexual mm -hmm. self-expression and self-identification. Um, so, you know... We, um, we curate every video to make sure it's real. We don't publish unless it is. And we have a revenue-sharing business model. Um, you, and we're, we're part of the sharing economy, just like Uber and Airbnb. You pay to rent and stream real-world sex videos, and then 50% of that income goes to you, our contributor, or as we like to call you, our Make Love Not Porn star. Mm. Because we would like our Make Love Not Porn stars one day to be as celebrated and famous as YouTube stars for the same reasons, authenticity, individuality, realness, and we would love them to make just as much money. Beautiful. Man, there was so much in there. Uh, I love this this real-world sex, this this idea of real-world. And just to kind of put a wrapper around what you were saying is that we're not talking about sex. We still want to perform well. We, we're afraid to rock the boat, so we're going to take our cues from wherever we can. Well, mm. what's everybody consuming? This distorted uh, view of, of sex, and then we get into that way of doing it. Um this idea of real world stuff. I'm really curious when people were writing to you, because I want to relate to that. I want the listener to relate. What kind of things were people revealing to you that helped you see, oh, this is a window into people's real world when it comes to their sexuality? What kind of things were you hearing? Well, you know, do you know, um, far and away the biggest issue, Trip, is the enormous shame, guilt, and embarrassment that people feel around sex and that they feel around watching porn. Um, in fact, um, I, was, I was interviewed a few weeks ago um, over Skype by um, somebody in Australia. And he began his interview very seriously by saying to me, um, Cindy, why do you think 
we enjoy watching watching people having sex. And I'm afraid I just burst out <laughs> laughing. I had complete hysterics. I went, are you serious? I went, why do you think we enjoy watching people having sex? We are sexual beings. You know, we are wired yeah. to, to get turned on by and aroused by and enjoy watching people having sex. I mean, of all the ridiculous questions. And by the way, um, the, the reason there is this, you know, ridiculous social tax of embarrassment and shame around the most natural and most universal of all human activities is really to do with three things. Um, the first is centuries of repression, you know, socio-cultural dynamics, mm -hmm. religion, you know, general ridiculous, you know, prudishness, morality, hypocrisy, fucked upness, um, which and and that's been going on for centuries. So mm -hmm. that's that's very very entrenched in every single culture all around the world. Um, the second reason um, is that, like to be frank, every other area of life um, and business and government and religion. Um, Everything to do with sex um, has been hedged around by, you know, um, institutions and mindsets that are male-dominated. The female lens and the female perspective on sex has never historically had an opportunity to make itself heard mm -hmm. because that would have produced very different effects. Mm -hmm. And then the third reason, um, quite frankly, is that there aren't enough people like me. And what I mean by that is... This world makes it so fucking difficult to innovate and disrupt social narratives around sex. Mm. Many people have tried and given up because it is so difficult and their lives are made so miserable. And, you know, I am absolutely determined because every day I see the enormous human unhappiness caused by shame and embarrassment around sex. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I cannot give up because our community is relying on me and my team not to. But, but th those are the reasons why. And so, you know, we are out, um, as I said, to take the shame and embarrassment out of sex. And, and when you do, you lift a huge weight of people's minds. It, it's absolutely unbelievable. You know, um, my tiny clunky little website, makelovenotporn.com, which, I mean, we haven't had the funds and resources to expand on that and improve it anyway. It's still the primary feed of makelovenotporn.tv. Mm -hmm. But um, I think one of the reasons it continues to be a revelation to people and, and, and to get so much traffic is because makelovenotporn.com is a manifestation of me. And what I mean by that is it's very straightforward, honest, truthful, down to earth, utterly non-judgmental, and it has a sense of humor. Mm. We never get to have conversations about sex within those parameters. And when we do, the floodgates open. Because it's safe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. It, the desire to watch sex or the, the desire to, to witness that is not wrong. So it seems like now let's find a, a way that aligns more with who we really are instead of this distorted view. We haven't been educated. We don't talk about it. It's got this wrapper of shame and, and toxicity it's around it. So, yeah, let's. how do we have this conversation and allow ourselves to just simply enjoy it? We're sexual beings. How can we enjoy it in a way that's more aligned with who we are? You uh, Exactly true. And, and by the way, we are never encouraged to think like that. Yeah. I regularly say to people what are your sexual values? And nobody knows how to answer me. Because everything in life and business starts with you and your values. 
everything starts with, or, or rather, I mean, it should start with, because unfortunately it doesn't happen often enough, but this is a fundamental part of my personal philosophy. Everything should start with you looking into yourself and going, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. Mm. This is what I value. You know, this is what I'm all about. This is what I stand for. And then live your life and do your work according to those values. Because the secret to human happiness is always operating in a way that is true, true to you. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the enormous tragedies is that, you know, many of us, if we're fortunate, are born into families and environments where our parents bring us up to have good manners, a work ethic, a sense of responsibility, accountability. Nobody ever brings us up to behave well in bed. But they should, because <laughs> empathy, sensitivity, generosity, kindness are as important there as they are in every other area of our lives and work where we are actively taught to exercise those values. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, making that parallel between how we act in bed and then it's, it, it, it ripples out into how we act in, in our lives. Um, I also love that, that you are making this case that, yep, we, we're, this is a product of the systems, this is a product of the mentalities, this is a product of of whatever you know power plays that have been that have gone on in our culture over the years and we have a a way to respond now we don't have to be victims to that we can respond and say hey you know what it's time to change um you you piqued my interest when you started talking about the female perspective on sex what what would that look like for you i know that you don't get to speak for every woman here but what would that look like for you to have it be more inclusive and have it be more balanced as you said well, you know, here's the interesting thing, um, Trip. So I really get called up by journalists who are writing something about porn, and they will ask me things like, so, Cindy, do you feel that porn objectifies women? And I will say, I think that any industry that is male-dominated at the top inevitably produces output, product, that is offensive, objectifying, and objectionable to women, And then I will point them to the commercial advertising breaks in the Super Bowl. Because my industry, advertising, is dominated at the top by men. 97% of all advertising agency credit directors are men. Only 3% are women. And so women, we are constantly played back to ourselves in advertising through the male gaze and the male lens. Mm -hmm. So what I can absolutely guarantee is that the day we have a porn industry... That is 50-50 equally informed, influenced, managed, led, and driven from the top by women just as much as men. That therefore targets 50% of its output, its product, equally at women just as much as men, as opposed to currently misguidedly thinking men are the only audience. Mm -hmm. And that therefore, very importantly, makes 50% of its money equally out of women just as much as men, is the day we have a porn industry that looks completely different. More innovative, more creative, more disruptive, a better, healthier industry overall, and an industry that is making a shit ton more money. And by the way, (laughs) the same is true of every other industry. Movies, television, publishing, journalism, advertising. That is true in every single industry. And by the way, as I regularly say, there is a huge amount of money to be made out of taking women seriously. The real power is bringing equality in here. I love that you're not making it about it, it's the men fucked it up, so it's time for the women to take over. I love that you're that you're talking about. Hey, let's work together here. Let's make this fifty fifty. Let's well, take responsibility. Well, oh, you yeah, know, no, trip absolutely because you know I regularly say to men, men, we live in a world where the default setting is always male. You have no idea how much happier you would be 
living and working in a world that was 50-50, you know, equally informed influence design by both of us. I mean, for example, um, Trip, you know, just to drill into this as it applies specifically to porn and sex, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wish society understood that the opposite of what it thinks is actually true. Women enjoy sex just as much as men, and men are just as romantic as women. And so, you know, porn does men a huge disservice um, in in all sorts of ways. Porn teaches men that sex is entirely dick-centric, that it's all about how big it is, how hard it is, how long it is, how long you can get it up, how long you can keep it up. And that is so not the case. And and by the way, it is is enormously, you know, confidence-destroying to men in making them think that. Right. You know, at at Make Love Not Porn, you know, real-world sex is enormously reassuring. Because we celebrate real-world everything, real-world bodies, real-world penis size, you know, real-world hair. We have our own vocabulary and language um, for, you know, real-world sex. Because we don't talk about sex in the real world, we have no socially acceptable vocabulary with which to do so. Mm -hmm. The language of porn has rushed in to fill that gap. And that is not good um, for a number of reasons, not least of which is that, as you would expect in a male-dominated industry... The language of porn is predominantly male-generated. Mm-hmm. So the person who coined the term finger-blasting didn't have a vagina. Because if you have a vagina, you hear the term finger-blasting, you want to cross your legs. Right. The, the person who coined the term getting her ass railed never got his ass railed. Mm. Pounding, banging, slamming, hammering, wrecking, destroying. So on Make Love Not Porn, we are building a new vocabulary for real-world sex. Mm. We tag our videos completely differently to the usual porn drop-down menu of anal, Asian, hairy, cream pie, whatever. We tag our videos with terms like juicy, succulent. Our term for oral is downtown. Mm. You know, as as I said to you um, earlier, we are creating, if you like, the A to Z of MLNP with our own terms like soft serve for Uh semi-directions that reflect what what you find in real-world sex. For example, you know, our tag for anal is deliberately derived from the recipient's experience of anal. We tag our anal sex videos, ow, 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 hey now. (laughs) We're doing that because we want you to take this language and use it beyond our platform in the real world. Because this is language that you can use to talk about sex in public in a way that means you don't have to feel embarrassed about what's coming out of your mouth. You don't have to worry about being overheard in the bar or the coffee shop. Right. And it's also language you can use to talk about what you want to do in bed in a celebratory, positive, and gender-equal way. Beautiful. And we have a category, Make Love Not Porn, um, that is specifically to celebrate the fact that, you know, contrary to what porn makes men think, you know, in real-world sex, any man is going to spend quite a bit of time, you know, semi-erect or flaccid, and that's absolutely fine. And, and so we have a category called soft serve. <laughs> which is for real world sex videos where the man is semi erect for some of the time in them because because you know soft serves are yummy and delicious mm. so i mean you know, you know um, what um you know men feel coming out of porn that the onus is on them to perform right um and 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 it absolutely isn't um they they think that it's all about jackhammering away I um, I tweeted something last year um, to my followers that was to do with the female orgasm. I can't remember what, what the original tweet was. But a number of men who follow me responded. And, and by the way, these are all very nice responses. Mm-hmm. But I was very taken aback because from their responses on Twitter, 
it was very clear that they thought the only way to make a woman orgasm was to fuck her for ages. Mm. Okay. So, so I was getting tweets saying, you know, don't know if I can last that long, LOL. Okay. And so, you know, I said on Twitter, guys, guys, you know, we don't need your dick to come. You know, to, um, guess what? You could use your tongue, your mouth, your fingers, your hand. And, and I tweeted, I said, well, actually, I've been known after the guys come and I haven't to go, it's okay, you just lie there. You know, you lend me your hand, and by the way, you don't even have to have, you don't even have to move it. I'll move it for you. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, there are so many wonderful ways for us all to have a good time that, you know, and by the way, again, the responsibility for this does not lie at porn store. Yeah. The responsibility for this lies at society's store. Yeah. And it's until we all talk openly and honestly about sex that, that, that everybody understands how much fun we can all have in ways that don't require anybody to feel insecure, nervous, or threatened. Well, nothing's fun without self-acceptance, right? If, if, if everything is a threat to our well-being, our sense of self-worth, it's no fun. And sex can really be that. You started this conversation talking about the threat, you know, going in, it's very vulnerable, we're naked, and now we've got these ideas in our head about the, the, this is the time to perform, and if I don't perform, oh my gosh, I'm not a good lover, she's going to leave me, and da-da-da-da-da. That's no fun. The, the spirit here that I'm getting about all of this is, what does self-acceptance look like? What does it look like? What does real-world sex look like instead of this distorted view? And then we begin to really enjoy ourselves because we're not holding ourselves to this magical, fairy, crazy yardstick, which is what most people are doing anyway when they look at themselves, you know, to other people, comparing themselves constantly to other people's success. They can't enjoy what they've already got. It seems like this is really about how do you enjoy what you've already got, where you are now. Absolutely. And do you know, um, there's a really interesting thing to it, which is, so Make Love Not Porn is a social experiment. Okay, we're putting this platform out there. We don't know what's going to come back. You know, we don't dictate what real world sex is. You are community, you the world, show us. And so because we're an experiment, we are learning things all the time about this phenomenon of social sex because we are the only people pioneering this category. So, so here's the really interesting thing that we didn't realize when we built this platform. We didn't understand that our Make Love Not Porn stars would find the process of sharing their real world sex transformative for them and their relationships. Hmm. So we, we, we first began realizing this when very early on, soon after we launched, um, a woman submitted a video with her partner and she, she emailed us and she said, I just had to write and tell you, this was the single most rewarding experience of my entire life. We, we all went, oh, good God. And she said, she said that um, doing this had opened up an amazing dialogue and communication with her partner. Because when you decide to film yourselves having sex, you have to talk about it. And when you talk about it, it doesn't matter how long you've been together as a couple, the conversation can go places it's never gone before. Mm. Then she said the sex was the hottest ever. And she said, you know, the whole experience of doing this unified them and brought them together in a really amazing way. And we've heard that increasingly, by the way, not only from the couples, uh, by the way, we are all inclusive, couples, threesomes, solos, you know, but also from the people who submit solo videos. So, so this young man, a millennial, um, he wrote to us and, you know, and, and in fact, he, he created a great sort of intro video because we ask our Make Love Not Porn stars to make free to access um, intro videos that contextualize their real world sex videos. Because real world sex has context, has a backstory, has relationships. So he right. has this wonderful video where he said that 
you know, he, he had basically grown up watching porn. It had completely screwed up how he saw women, his relationships with women. He was still getting over that. You know, I think he's, he's 30. And he said he came across Make Love Not Porn, and he was just blown away by the sight. And, and he loved it so much, he felt that he wanted to give back to the community. And so he wanted to make a video, but he's single at the moment. He went, haven't got a partner. And then he thought, why don't I make a video on my own? And so he filmed himself jerking off for the first time ever, um, you know, actually videoing this. Mm-hmm. And, and he, posted, he shared it with us to make love, not porn. Wow. And he said the interesting thing about doing this was that it made him love himself more. Hmm. Um, to, you know, what we hear from, you know, the, the men and women who submit masturbation videos, and by the way, we're also LGBT, trans, everything. Right. But, um, you know, what they tell us is that doing this enhances their sexual sense of self. It, it, it builds up their sexual self-esteem. They feel better about themselves. They love themselves more. In the, in the same way that couples tell us, you know, we thought we were open. This took our relationship to a whole new level. You know, and everyone has a different make love, not porn experience. We, we actually wrote a blog post recently, which is about how you can choose your own make love, not porn adventure. Because you can be as open as you want to be. And by the way, you can totally be anonymous. You know, um, you can wear masks, faces in shadow, out of frame. You know, if you're at all worried about your employer, your school, whatever, you know, nobody has to know who you are. About right. half of our contributors choose to do that. The other half are happy showing their faces. You know, you, you can be public about what you're doing. You can acquire followers or you can be very private. It's just just for the two of you. You know, we, we have one um, couple. They're, they're from Ireland. Um, they've been married for 20 years. They have three kids, have a great sex life and you know they don't watch other videos on the site they just share their videos with us but we've become an integral part of their sex life over the past Mm. years it's just it's utterly fascinating social sex um is as empowering as social everything else is for people that just that idea of coming back that social or that sexual self-esteem like that confidence is what is sexy to me, right? Mm-hmm. It's no fun to be around that that insecurity, like, oh, I'm here to get something. I'm going to perform so you like me. Like, that neediness mm. can be creepy. And here's this beautiful place of, like, here's who I am. Like me or not, like, this is what I am. And that is what, that's sexy. That's amazing. No, absolutely. And, and also, by the way, Trip, um, because our community write to us every day, telling us how much they love what we're doing, you know, welcoming it. So, you know, here's something that, um, our members really appreciate that, I mean, we have many things you will not see anywhere else on the internet, including, by the way, we're the only place on the internet where porn stars share the sex they have offset in the real world. Because mm. porn stars are real world sex too. That is mm-hmm. completely different from what they perform on set. And my straight, gay, lesbian, trans porn star friends share the sex they have in their real world relationships. And they talk on those videos about how different it is from, you know, what they perform. But But one of the things people write to us about regularly is... What you see in our videos that you will see nowhere else on the internet is real-world sex showcases feelings. Real-world sex showcases emotions, love, intimacy. And, Mm. you know, we get emails from people who rave about particular videos and they write to the Make Love Not Porn stars and they will say things like, you know, one guy wrote and said, you know, the sex was incidental for me. He said, what blew me away was the feelings you have for each other. He went, I want that. I hope I find that connection. Yeah, that is what I want. You know, and and by the way, again, you know, our real world sex videos are not all about love. You know, it's absolutely fine to hook up and and film it for us. Um, Mm -hmm. But but what you will see is you will see many make love, not porn stars who are in wonderful relationships of great sex because they absolutely adore each other. And by the way, you know, we as I said, we celebrate real world bodies, you know, um, so a lot of these people 
you know, a lot of them are very attractive. A lot of them are nobody's idea of an aspirational body type. Um, right. A number of them are couples where, you know, maybe one half of the couple is conventionally attractive, the other half isn't. And what is wonderful is seeing how much they adore each other, how turned on by each other they are, and what a wonderful mm. time they're having. It's just busting through all these stereotypes that yep. just don't service anymore. No. And, and in fact, we also get, there's a whole se- series of emails we get where people say, you saved my marriage. Wow. People write to us and say, we haven't had sex for years. And, and the thing is that, you know, because we're socially acceptable, socially shareable sex, couples watch our videos together. You know, it's absolutely fine for a husband to propose to his wife that actually they watch Make Love Not Porn together because we're something completely different. Hmm. And, and, you know, literally people write and say, we hadn't had sex for two years. You know, we, we came across your site. We sat down, we watched this video. Next thing you know, whoopee! <laughs> right, and right. In fact, we even, we have a Make Love Not Porn baby. So, so this, is, this is our first year of operating. And this couple wrote to us and they said, we've just come back from the doctor. We've been trying for a baby for ages. And the scan has just proved um, what we suspected, which is that our child was conceived the night we watched this particular video on Make Love Not Porn. Wow. They said, we're not going to say we couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> and, and then about seven months later, they, um, they emailed us and said, he's here, the Make Love Not Porn baby. I think he's called um, um, Eli. Um, yeah. and, and we just love that. I mean, you oh, know, in no other community do, do you have like, you know, babies like this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, this is one of those things, you know, I talk to so many guys, they want to find something meaningful. They want to find something that actually makes an impact. You're doing that and you're doing it in an arena where it's, it's under the radar, but yet it's something everybody's thinking about, something that most of us are, are, are using. Uh, this is it. So how can, how can, if somebody wants to help, if somebody wants to contribute, how can, how can they help make love, not porn? Gosh, well, you know, I'll be very straightforward. Um, the one thing, I must admit, I had no idea of when I launched this venture was that my team and I would fight a battle every single day to build it. Essentially because um, every piece of business infrastructure, other startups can at least take for granted. Um, the small print always says, no adult content. And, you know, we, we are, um, um, one of the reasons we're doing what we're doing is precisely to break down these barriers. And in two and a half years of operation, we've absolutely seen our social and business acceptability move in amazing ways. Mm-hmm. But um, what I really, what I really need to do is um, I need, I need to raise funding. Um, you know, um, it took me two years of pitching MakeLoveNotPorn.tv to find one angel investor who got it, um, put up a small amount of seed funding to enable us to build a platform. You know, at two and a half years old, we have 400,000 members. Um, we're global. Our second highest source of traffic is China. Our, th- our fifth highest is India. Mm. Um, we, um, we are taking in income every month. I mean, in the very low five figures, but in a world where mm-hmm. the received wisdom is nobody pays for porn, they're paying for real world sex. Yeah. Um, I'll make, some of our make love not porn stars are making four figures at each payout. We are the answer to the economy. And so we are poised to, to scale and we absolutely want to scale because I want to build this into the billion dollar venture I know it can be. And so I'm looking for investors currently. And my single biggest obstacle there is the social dynamic that I call fear of what other people will think. Mm. Because it's never about what the person I'm talking to thinks. When you understand what we're doing and why we're doing it, no one can argue with it. The business case is clear. The opportunity is huge. It's always their fear of what they think other people think. And so, you know, I would love any of your listeners who are – you know, open-minded potential investors or who know open-minded potential investors, please email Cindy at makelovenotporn.com because we would love to talk. And, and incidentally, 
you know, the business opportunity is is enormous. And, and the business opportunity is enormous um, in terms of money making. And, and, and by the way, I'm all about the future of businesses doing good and making money simultaneously. I live my own philosophies. You know, we're a big business solution to a huge global social issue. Mm-hmm. But there is enormous money to be made in two areas, the second one of which currently nobody ever thinks about because nobody thinks it's possible. So the first area is obviously the money to be made out of sex. We all have it. We all enjoy it. Recession-proof. Market never goes away. But, but the second area is, trip. oh, my God, the money to be made out of socially acceptable sex. Because mm. when you do what we're doing with Make Love Not Porn, socialize sex, make it socially acceptable and shareable, you potentially double, triple, quadruple your returns when you normalize people feeling really okay about publicly buying into your goods and services, publicly doing what they do with everything else, advocate, share, recommend, and publicly badging themselves as brand ambassadors. That's Mm. the trillion-dollar financial future we're going after. And the proof of how achievable it is is out there right now because at this moment in time, the single highest income-grossing author in the world is E.L. James. The author of Fifty Shades of Grey has out-earned Dan Brown, Michael Crichton, Jim Patterson, Fifty Shades of Movie, Broke Box Office Opening Weekend Records. That is the financial power of socially acceptable, socially shareable sex. Powerful indeed. Cindy Gallup, you can get in touch with her. Cindy at makelovenotporn.com. You are an inspiring, inspiring person. Thank you so much for being here and talking with us today. Um, Total pleasure, Tripp, and thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. If these interviews are helping you, then please visit The New Man on iTunes and leave us a positive review so others can discover the show more easily. Thanks for listening.